In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Michael Mohammed, who's the Chief Executive Officer and President at Chronic Tacos. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm uh, happy to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. With, uh, with a growing uh, you know, Mexican restaurant brand, I know things can get uh, a little crazy. So I appreciate you taking the time, spending some time with our listeners. Um, they're going to really appreciate this. Absolutely. Perfect, Michael. So before we uh, get into to asking you some questions about you know what you've been doing, uh, if you don't mind giving a quick brief of yourself and let us know a little bit about Chronic Tacos as well. Uh, well, as you mentioned, CEO of uh, Chronic Tacos. We were founded in 2002 by uh, Randy Weiner, Dan Biello, some friends out of Newport Beach that were really just looking for an authentic taco experience with a bit of an edge. So from that, you know, if Chronic Tacos is a fast, casual Mexican restaurant where we really celebrate the authentic flavors and really the individuality of our customers. You know, they're able to come in, choose their toppings, build their taco or burrito or bowl, however they want it. And um, we really try to engage all the senses in our restaurant. So from the art, original pieces that we put up, the music that's playing, the food that's going, and you know, just the way we engage with the customers. How many locations uh, do you guys have now? Uh, we've got over 50 locations uh, throughout the U.S., Canada, and we're actually in Japan as well. Oh, that is awesome. That's awesome. Is your growth strategy, is it corporate stores, is it a franchise combination of both? We're a franchise model, so our growth strategy, our team, everything's built around franchising, but we do have corporate stores as well. It helps us keep a pulse on what's going on. It gives us an opportunity to test things, to try new uh, ideas out. So we, we have corporate stores, but we're mostly a franchise model. Tell us a little bit about the, the experience that you created in, in, in your locations. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've heard you have, you have great music within the locations, a bunch of art, I, I hear. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about how you set up the experience in these locations. Everything goes back to for us to authenticity and, it, and, and the food. So the food we have, if it's third generation recipes, we really want that uh, Southern California vibe with authentic flavor, you know, something that is different than just your uh, run of the mill Mexican flavor. This is, you know, everything's based on a flavor experience. And when you come in, it, you know, it really goes back to the roots of you know, the founders, they wanted a place where people would come, get great food, you know, get that traditional taqueria flavor, but in a real fun environment. So music's playing. Um, we really, we take a lot of pride in the art that we use. Um, we have uh, an artist that we use, you know, his roots are kind of a graffiti, LA graffiti artist who comes in and does original murals for us. And they're, they're based largely on kind of the Day of the Dead theme. But he has his own twist, and we work with him on what we want in each new store to try and keep it fresh. So we put a lot of effort into creating the experience, something that engages, again, engages your senses as you come through. 
You uh, have a, have a different background than uh, you know uh, building up a, a restaurant brand, right? Is that correct? That's true. I, I did not come up through the restaurant uh, industry. I, you know, my first experience has really been building this franchise. So, you know, my background is more on the finance and investment side. Uh, and then when we acquired Product Tacos, I took over as CEO and really worked on building the business side of it. You know, especially on a franchising model. We have, you know, we've, we, we have established restaurants. We had great food, I think a great experience. But what we didn't have at the time was just a platform to scale and really build up a team and build up processes for training and opening stores. So that's kind of where my experience came in. You told us a little of the story, how you got you know, started and, and really took over as CEO. But what, what, what intrigued you with the fast casual restaurant industry? You know, I think it really started with this brand um, when we helped uh, finance the franchisee that was opening in Canada originally. And through that, I really, at least in Canada, there was nothing like it. And the food was amazing. The experience was great. And I just liked the vibe. I liked the, uh, the branding. And I just thought this was something that we could grow and, and take nationally, internationally. And really build a solid brand around. So initially, when you start, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that directions that the the business is going. So we really wanted to hone that in, really understand what is unique about the brand, and then also, like I said, build the platform to allow us to scale. You talked a little bit about um, uh, you know building the brand identity when you first started. What what were the keys to doing that? Well, I think it's really understanding who you are, why people are coming in, what was it that was making us unique so that we could focus on that. And that really came down to the authenticity of the food. You know, it was something that we were that more authentic flavor, taqueria style, bold flavors that that was the base. And then from there, you want you, we were building our brand around that, uh, which a lot of it was established. It just needed to be honed in on and and, you know, that's where we went to more of the, uh, you know, it's kind of an edgy, you know, we're, it's Southern California. So having these murals was something that created a vibe, you know, the music playing that created a vibe. So we wanted all that to be consistent and flow through so that you had that feel of what really made us successful in, in the original stores, you know, to transcend in, in new locations. Makes sense. Makes sense. Michael, as you were as you were taking, you know, uh, as you were helping kind of the brand grow initially in the initial days, what were what were some of the challenges that you had in in kind of uh, in in building that platform for scalability initially? Well, I think anytime you're, you know, you're building something, you've got to you've got to look at what's working, what's not working initially, and and so much was, for lack of a better term, so much was in the founders' heads of how this worked and what made it work, and so we needed to unpack that to build you know, the training modules, the operation modules, uh, really get consistency among that. And then, you know, we had existing franchisees that we needed to roll out new platforms with, new models with, new designs. Um, so, the, you know, you've, you've got to build the case for it. So, you know, what we did initially is we stopped franchising the first couple of years and focused on Modeling this out with new stores, new look, you know, not losing what was, you know, you don't want to lose what makes you successful in the beginning, but you are looking for scale and what 
what can work in all markets. And of course, I think that challenge is like, do you go too far, start to seem too much like a corporate store versus what made us successful as a local brand? And so you're, you're kind of playing with that dial a bit as you go to find that sweet spot. And what do you think, you know, there's, there's a good group of listeners that, you know, uh, asked us, you know, all the time, some of the best ways to start franchising. But I, I think it's, it's great to learn from experience in this sense, because, uh, you know, you, you've been hugely successful. What are some of the challenges that you experienced when you were franchising your locations, both in the U.S., but also overseas? I mean, obviously, there's multiple challenges when you're looking at uh, supply chain, not rushing into things. I think too often franchise models have an idea. They want to rush out there and franchise it because people are telling them, hey, this is a great idea. I want to open those, open one up. And, and you don't want to rush out without the uh, base to start with. And, you know, you want to have your standards established for what you're looking for in a franchisee because it's easy to get caught up in the idea of like, oh, we're going to open a store here, open a store here. But is that really the right partner for you to grow because once you've signed with them, you know, this is a lifelong partnership and, and, you know, through the good, the bad, you, you've got to be able to work with them. And I think too often when franchisees are getting started, there's not enough dil due diligence put into choosing the right partners to grow versus just signing franchisees in order to, to grow the brand. And a lot of that just comes from having your standards established, uh, what you're looking for, making sure that you have the procedures, the operational, the design, everything in place so that there's no inconsistency as these stores open. You know, it's, it's you have to be the driver of what that store is. I mean, they, there's no sense reinventing the wheel for a franchisee. They're signing with you because you've established the brand, you've established a successful model, and you want to make sure that they execute on that. Do you feel like, um, and it's probably not one size fits all, but how do you, how do you pick those uh, initial partners that you want to partner with, those franchisee partners? You know, I think for us, the most important thing is, they, you know, is, is that they get the brand, that they understand the brand. You know, we spend a lot of time with new franchisees, just sitting with them. You know, you, you know, it has to be somebody that you, you, know, you can go for dinner with, that you can hang out with. I mean, that really is important. You know, like this is, this, like I said, this is a relationship experience is is key for us but not necessarily restaurant experience we want somebody who understands business that they understand the franchising world and are looking to execute on an established model as you've been um, you know kind of growing the brand are, are there consumer trends that you've seen kind of change in the restaurant industry and uh, especially you know particularly in fast casual well for sure and i would say particularly in the last couple of years you've seen obviously drastic changes to people moving more online. Uh, you have the third-party delivery services that were established prior to COVID, but obviously enhanced through that period. And consumers are, you know, they're, they're getting more digital driven. I mean, fast casual was always that medium between the fine dining experience or the sit-down restaurant experience and then the real quick serve experience where you're getting a bit of both worlds. And we're starting, you know, we're seeing, um, especially in the last couple of years, you're just seeing more people moving to online ordering, third-party ordering. So, you know, that obviously has enhanced over the last couple of years. And, and again, you know, you also have 
I think you're, you're, it's a digital world beyond that. You know, the people want, or it's really important that the presentation looks good, that when you're in the restaurant, there's something that is visually appealing. So all of these things, I think you see more of a trend, especially with social media. Uh, they're in, you know, consumers are engaging with you as a brand, I think more so than ever, especially in, in fast casual. And they, they're engaging with who you are. They want to know what you stand for. They want to know what you're about. You know, for us, like I said, we're, we really are honed in on the, uh, the authenticity of who we are and the vibe that we create that's who we are as a brand and, and that has to reflect in store. How do you, as you're, as you're, you know, kind of morphing, not necessarily morphing, but as you're evolving kind of the brand in, in the future years, if you will, how do you give a pulse on, you know, what customers want or what customers demands are? You know, there's, there's really a multiple ways you're doing that. I mean, for us, we have a, we obviously have a great, pool with franchisees to draw from to understand what's going on in the restaurants you're monitoring there's no lack of feedback out there anymore with Yelp and social media and you know all these different digital platforms so you you really are getting real time information on what's going on in the marketplace what's going on in your restaurants but then you get you can also watch trends and we don't just watch restaurants you know we're watching other industries as well and what's trending and what's you know what direction people are trending are there ways that you ask for customer feedback in these cases or is it really just um you know continue to know your customers and as things evolve you evolve with them or yeah yeah how, how do you get some of that feedback i know yelp i know kind of online sources are there any other ways within a store environment that you try to get feedback back you know, we've worked with, I mean, we've done consumer studies, we've done a lot of the traditional ways, but again, we have a, you know, a fairly engaged social media following that allows us to, to do different things on our platform to find out, you know, what people are thinking about certain things or what their reactions are to certain things. And so we try to really be engaged with what's going on in, in our social media platforms and, and respond right away and, and engage with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, is that, um, you know, one of the other questions that we get a lot is, you know, social media is, is a big way to be able to communicate and, and have that two-way communication with customers. From a, a level of, of the brand itself, where you have, you know, both franchise and corporate stores, is that managed centrally? Um, do you have a, a, an approach where you bring franchisees into the conversation as well, or is that all centralized communication? Well, we have a centralized, you know, for us, for example, on Instagram, we have our corporate page that really is where we engage. Uh, it's really where we promote stuff. But we also use a platform that allows our franchisees to engage at a local level. So they'll have their own pages, but we really drive the content. We drive, we, tr we make sure there's consistency in the media that they're using, the photos that they're using, the tone, the uh, copy, all of that. You know, we try to keep that consistent, but each, you know, within each local market, there's different things going on. So we allow them to engage on their local market as well. Again, one of the other questions that we get a lot is, as you're opening up new locations, you're trying to create that brand awareness in the local area and bring you know, those folks to the store, if you will. What's your playbook look like in that sense? Is, is, there, is that something you can share with our listeners? Uh, it, it's a common ask of new store, how to create visibility, basically. So a big part is we're when we're going into a new market, we work with a PR company so that we're you know, you're kind of building the story as you're going in prior to them opening. And then as they open, you know, you're engaging more 
you're sharing this information the about the new location and then you have the uh, local franchisee they start to build out their digital uh, pages on social media to to kind of create awareness prior to us opening and then as we open we're kind of then we're far more engaged we have an, a grand opening party so there's a lot of buzz you know we try and create as much buzz going into it to let people know we're there get them to engage with the brand even prior to us opening. Um, it really depends on the market. In certain markets in California, that buzz is created as soon as they see a sign coming soon. When we go into newer, some newer markets, we've got to spend more time, you know, I think, engaging with the customers and letting them know who we are, what we're about, sharing all that information with them. If you were, you know, if you were advising other retailers or, and, and or like restaurant business owners, Michael, what are the three you know, top critical aspects to deliver a great in-location experience? Consistency is always going to be, I think, the number one, especially in a model where you have multiple stores. We want to be creative. For us, it's wanting to be creative and be, be authentic. So when people are coming in, it's, you know, this whole, uh, especially in the last couple of years, so much has changed. I mean, we, we, we're facing in this industry, you know, labor shortages. Um, so you're, you're bringing on new people, you're training new people. So you have to really know what that, you know, they have to learn quickly what the brand's about. So, you know, we look at, you know, we're looking at now digital platforms for training, engaging with, uh, in order to, I guess, educate new hires quickly what the brand's about so that when they're in the restaurant, they understand how we engage with the customers, what the experience is supposed to feel like and, and make it feel more authentic. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we have, you know, brands that, that, that get it like yours, um, that really, you know, both get customer feedback, but also are, are listening to market trends and also want to create that vibe. Like you talked about, why do you think other brands fail at delivering this, this great customer experience and location? I think uh, a, a big part, like I said, it's just about knowing who they are as who, you know, who you are as a brand has to be clear so that that resonates with the employees that that gets to the the consumers so that they understand clearly what that's about. I think if you're not really engaged with the consumer and especially now with so much going online, so many so much going third party when somebody comes in there's there's got to be an experience. There's got to be a reason for them to come in. There's a lot of, you know, obviously there's a lot of competition. You've got to create an atmosphere that is engaging for the customer. And I think that if that's not well thought through and, and people are just going through the motions, you know, it's one thing to have great food, but it, with, if you just have great food, that's not necessarily going to drive your sales forever because, you know, a lot of people have great food. It's, it's about a combination of the food, the experience, uh, the service level, you know, all of those things have to come together. And if you're not really being authentic with the customers and you're not creative in your your restaurant design and if you're not consistent with the food and how you deliver it then it's it's just not going to work as you you know uh, look in, into the crystal ball for the next few years what's what's in store for chronic tacos well we're going to continue to grow i mean we're always looking internally at what we need to change what needs to uh, happen whether it's technology obviously technology is changing every day and i, I don't think that we've ever seen it change so fast, you know, so we're really looking at the, the, you know, one thing I can tell you is like right now it's, it's uh, looking at the digital training platforms to help 
our restaurants onboard people quickly, more efficiently, looking at platforms for hiring. Hiring is, is hugely an issue these days. And so how do you streamline that? How do you make that easier? How do you engage with as many potential employees and get them on as quickly as possible and educated as possible? So to, to make that whole transition piece easier. And then, you know, where, you know, where does this go in terms of the digital engagement with consumers? You know, it's changing. You're seeing more technology around kiosks. I mean, there's, there's, I've seen kiosks with facial recognition. When you walk in, they're going to know exactly what your, your regular order is. So all of that can create some efficiencies. I think there's still a lot of work to be done there. But you can see that that experience is coming and, 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 you know, that engagement is going to change over time. That was a wealth of information. I thank you so much. Is there anything I forgot to ask you, Michael, that you want to make sure our listeners know? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Absolutely. Well, again, I, th- I thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I know our listeners are going to enjoy this and looking forward to uh, keeping in touch here. Great. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com. 